Hi, and welcome to Housewives of True Crime. Welcome. Welcome. I am Tabitha. Give me Dateline, white wine, and I'll pick up your kids in the carpool line. The next day, right? Yeah, the next day. Okay. And I am Gretchen. I like white wine, true crime, and in bed by nine because I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) We are housewives of true crime. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Welcome. Welcome. Housewives of True Crime. Holla. Last week of homeschool. That's right. Is everybody excited? I'm sure a lot of people are already on summer break, but for me and you, this is the last week. Well, I'm kind of um, redesignated to my house on account of I got my moles shaved off. Oh my God, that's right. So I'm looking at Gretchen right now, and instead of her silicone band-aids that she has for her scars, now she has real band-aids. Yeah, I went to the dermatologist, (laughs) and um, it was practically painless and real easy. And she was really like, don't ever do anything to your face again. And I said, yes, I've learned my lesson. (laughs) But then... But then I had to come home and tell my husband, who has been dying to get on a boat and go out on the water, that that's not going to happen. I cannot. I can't get wet. Oh, you can't get wet. Uh Uh-uh. For two weeks. Two weeks? So he's real pissed. Oh, I'm sure he's real pissed. Mm Mm-hmm. But let's clink, clink to your moles getting on the mend. We're on on the mend. We're not all the way there. Yeah, but it's you're getting one step. But we're it, it's going to be a process. I did some serious damage, but it's getting there. You're going to be a disco biscuit in no time. Woo-hoo. <laughs> so, what are you drinking tonight, Gretchy? Coffee. Oh, yeah, you know why she's drinking <laughs> coffee, you guys. She's drinking coffee because she's on keto and she has the keto flu because that's feel, what happens the first couple days. I feel like poop. Yeah, I'm drinking a margarita with fresh lime juice, tequila, and a little soda water. I hate you so much. Mm, So good. Clink, clink. Clink, clink. Also, Gretchy, I'm telling you a story today that comes out of your hood. Oh, really? Out of the OC. Okay. I wonder why there's so much crime in the OC. It's so nice and beautiful and seems like dreamy to live in. Yeah, that makes people greedy. Entitled. That's also Florida. Florida is beautiful and nice and dreamy to live in. And then there's a lot of crime there too. Who knows? I don't. BBT. BBT. Remember, we learned that phrase. Bitches be (laughs) tripping. I love that. I got to remember it. It's like YOLO. Oh God, I can't can't believe you're still admitting that you didn't know what YOLO meant. Yet she would say it. Just like throw it in there. YOLO. I would say it. Uh huh. Because it sounds cool. Right. YOLO. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but somebody would have to say it first, you know, and then I kind of like repeat it. Well, now now you can just free ball it. Totally. By yourself. Now I yeah. actually know what it means. Mm-hmm. I know it's only Monday, but do you have anything fun going on this next weekend? Or are you still in your house? It's like, I think I'm still in my house. Because of the moles. You could put a hat on and go to the beach. Yeah, I could put a hat on. But I can't get in the water. And my kids all surf. So that's going to be, you know, what will happen is I'll end up having a heart attack on the beach because I need to be in there in case they need rescuing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plus, I'm a little paranoid about the sharks, you know. They have retaken over the waters because they've been uninhabited i heard that's a theory oh really yeah like the wildlife is taking over again everywhere i did hear there was a shark attack in santa cruz yeah so scary holy heck man well this last weekend we didn't go anywhere that we just had Mm -hmm. we stayed our booties home and you know swam in the pool But it is nice that it's getting warm and we're feeling a little more free to be 
It is nice. I'm liking seeing the procedures people have in place to get us out. Yeah. I'm down. I'm down. I'm down. Okay. So you have anything else to tell me or you want to get into this crazy ass story? Let's hear it. So Gretchy Poo. Yeah. This case comes out of Costa Mesa. Costa Mesa. Okay. You know Costa Mesa? South Coast Plaza. It's amazing. I know. That's what that's funny that you say that because that's exactly what I thought when I was like gonna tell everybody about Costa Mesa, but South Coast Plaza is the place that you shop. It's not open right now, so you can't go there. But high-end shopping, dollar bills. Yeah. Yeah. It's a real nice area. It sits right next to Newport Beach, which you guys all know. Gretchy and I love the Newport Beach. We do. If anybody goes there, you should go to Guacamigos. It's a good Mexicano restaurant. Our friends own it. Yeah. Right? I wonder how that whole tableside guacamole, they're going to have to figure something else out, I imagine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She was able to open last week, though, on Memorial Weekend. Oh, that's weekend. awesome. Yeah. So that is pretty cool. Okay. So... You can buy a house there in the Costa Mesa 1,300-square-foot home for $700,000. What a bargain. (laughs) I mean, really. And if you want to go all the way up to 2,400 square feet, you can get that for $1.9 million. Oh, another bargain. So I'm saying that is like pricey as F. Uh, Yeah. And it's not even on the water. Yeah, and the property tax is like 10% too. Yeah, so I so mean, tack that onto that hefty mortgage, unless you're and like, see why I'm moving to Texas <laughs> as soon as I can. At least you have to be like rich as f. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the condos and the apartments there are really not too shabby either. It's like very high end. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Okay, so on May 21st, 2010, a 23 year old cute girl named Julie. Kabushi, and sorry if I'm getting that wrong, but it's a real interesting last name. She got a text from her friend Sam Her to help tutor him. They both went to community college called Orange Coast. Do you know that? Mm-hmm. Yes, college? I am familiar. Mm-hmm. Have you ever OCC. taken a class there? Oh, is that what it's called? OCC? Uh-huh. Orange Coast College. Orange no, Coast I... Community College. No, I haven't. Oh. Well, you did take classes down there. I went to Irvine Valley College and Saddleback Community College. That's right. <laughs> and didn't you go somewhere else, some art school? Yeah. Interior Designers Institute in Newport Beach, California. Okay. I'm Now the listeners know I am a interior design school dropout. That seems hard to do. Drop, Drop out? out. Oh, no, it's real easy. I promise. <laughs> you just like don't go. No, it just seems like it would kind of not be that hard to get that kind of degree. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, you know what? Neither is anthropology. I feel like that's harder. You do? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't think so. So Sam texts Julie something like, hey, I really need your help. And Julie texts back, sure, anything for a friend. And then Sam texts something like, Hey, Julie, really, but no sex. And Julie texts back, ew, Sam, you're like a brother. And I'm like your sister. So yeah, no thanks, no sex. So a couple texts were sent back and forth like that before Julie actually came over. Sam also sent her like a real kind of interesting text that said something like, hey, Jules, I'm having family trouble. And she's like, okay, I'll come even if it's late. So she shows up after 11 o'clock at night. Julie then never returns home that night. And the next day, Sam is set to go to his parents' house and he never shows up there either. So Sam's dad was calling him all day with no answer. And Sam and his parents are real close, so it was odd for him not to call his dad back. Okay. So his dad heads over to Sam's house 
and he has a key, so he lets himself in. He looks around. Nothing seems to be out of the ordinary, but Sam's car is gone, and he's like, I'm just going to look around, right? So he opens Sam's bedroom door, and he finds with horror a woman dead laying face down on Sam's bed. Her pants are ripped, and there's blood coming from what looks like her head. So Sam's dad immediately calls 911, and the dead woman is Julie Kabushi. She has been shot two times in the head, and there's some writing on the back of her sweatshirt that says, all yours, fuck you. When police get there, they are immediately concerned that they have a killer on the loose. Sam Her is MIA. And with Sam's background as an army veteran who had served in Afghanistan that has PTSD, they were real concerned that he went off the rails. Yeah. Sam's father, on the other hand, was like, no way did my son do something like this. He's loving and caring and always looking out for people. And he's in a relationship with somebody in Germany. Him and Julie didn't have this kind of relationship I don't think this is him. But the cops were like, this is pretty cut and clear. Like, this crazy guy is on the loose and we need to find him. Well, I mean, if he, if Sam killed her, why would he do it in his own apartment and then write, fuck you, all yours? Like that, I mean, it seems like he would kill her and then go try to hide the body. Yeah, you know, they have analysis on this, like, they do see that people that know people try to hide the body. People that don't know people kill and run. Well, that's what I would think. Maybe yeah. I should be a detective. You should be. But it does seem logical. You have like a distraught father that believes his only child didn't do this, right? That's logical because you would never think that your own kid could do something like this. And then you have the police looking at the crime scene like army guy, dead girl that didn't want to probably sleep with him. You know what I mean? So they start to do some investigative work and interviewing people to see who, what, where, anything they can of this guy. And they dig up something from Sam's past. So Sam spent two years in jail when he was 18 years old for being an accomplice to a murder. He actually went to trial and was acquitted. But what he went to trial for was luring his friend into a rival gang situation into where his friend got stabbed to death. The jury found that Sam didn't actually know that the gang was going to kill his friend, but it does seem suspicious now that we have another one of his friends dead. Yeah. So for sure this is not looking good for Sam. Sam's parents are still dumbfounded. And Sam's dad, Steve, decides he is going to also do some investigation himself. So he calls Sam's friends and starts tracking Sam's ATM card. Sam's phone had been shut off, but his bank card started having some activity. Money was coming out of his ATM account at a couple locations in Long Beach. Long Beach is actually where Gretchen's husband works and not very far from Costa Mesa. LBC. Once he brought all this information to the detectives, they were like, all right, we're going to stop Sam in his tracks. One charge was for pizza delivery, and the others were from bank ATMs taking out $400 at a time. I think that's like how much you can take out at the ATM, right? They like give you a limit. Yeah. So they're sure that Sam is hiding out in Long Beach, and they pull the camera surveillance to these ATMs. But Sam is not the one pulling out the money. They do have the address, though, for the pizza delivery. So they're like, bam, we're going to get them. They go to the house where the pizza was delivered. Full SWAT team, right? I mean, it's like we're going to take them down to Chinatown. Yeah. And they find 
a 17-year-old kid. He has no idea who Sam is, but he does have Sam's ATM card. He's one that's been using it. He says, oh, my friend Dan Wozniak told me I could use it. Dan, and they were like, who the heck is Dan Wozniak? They're like, he's like, oh, Dan is a bail bondsman guy. And I met him at the theater. I do theater class with him. And he told me I needed to help him. And so I did. And they're like, what the F, right? So this guy, his name is Wesley Freelich. F-R-E-I-L-I-C-H. I don't know how to I don't know how to pronounce that. Freilich? Yeah. Freilich. I think it's Freilich. Wesley Freilich. So Wesley, I think, is just doing what Dan said because he kind of looks up to this older guy in his theater class. and Because you're stupid when you're young? Yeah. And he's like, I'll get a free pizza out of it. Fine. Yeah. Now police are in the need to find this guy, Dan, so that they can find Sam. Yeah. Dan actually, that night was May 26th, and he was at his bachelor party. He Mm -hmm. was set to get married a couple days later on May 28th to his fiancée, Rachel Buffett. These people have very famous last names. You know, Wozniak is like that. Steve Wozniak. Yeah, I know. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. And Buffett. Buffett. I mean, it's both both famous smart people names, but they sound like they're not smart people. I don't think they're smart people. No. Mm -hmm. So as good OC detectives, they actually found Dan that night partying it up for his bachelor party. And... They go in there and they say Dan's face turns white as a ghost. And they're like, hey, Dan, let's go down to the station. Well, I don't like the idea he was having a bachelor party two days before your wedding. That's too close. And the wedding was on a Friday, which I know a lot of people get married on Friday. But we're not down. I'm not down to get married on a Friday. Seems like very inconvenient to your guests. No. Unless it's destination wedding, then get married whenever yeah. you want. But, I mean, I know people do it, and it's fine if you guys have all done it. Good for yeah, you. Yeah, but don't hate us, but. I think that they just, I think this this wedding was a pretty fast wedding. Like, okay. they didn't have a long courtship, if you okay. will. Yeah. All right. So, they take Dan down to the station, and. They find out that, yeah, Dan seems to be one of the last people to see Sam because Dan and Sam actually are neighbors in the apartment complex in Costa Mesa. So this apartment complex has been described by attorneys as like Melrose Place. Okay. There's a pool and a lot of college-age kids. They all hang out at the pool they drink a lot. It's a bunch of 20-year-old somethings partying, having a good time. Sounds like a place that I would have loved to live. 100%. Yes. So Dan is telling the investigators he did see Sam with a guy in a black hat leaving the apartment. But his story keeps getting more detailed but changing. And police are like, you know what? We're going to question Rachel. So they bring in Rachel, who is Dan's fiance, and they let her know that Julie is dead. Julie and Rachel were actually friends. They hung out at the apartment pool. Julie had gone over to Rachel's house or their apartment before, and they were actually even Facebook messaging after 11 o'clock the night that Julie was killed. Interesting. Rachel sat pretty emotionless as she was told the news, but she did confirm that she also saw Sam that day with a guy in a black hat, but really knew nothing more. Just a little background on both Rachel and Dan. They were theater actors in Orange County who were both in a play running that week, and Dan was actually the star of the play. 
Dan's a big guy. He's a big white guy. I think he's 6'2", probably 200 pounds. So big guy. And Rachel is a tiny, blonde-haired, blue-eyed girl who has been referred to as a Disney princess because she, at one point, did work at Disneyland as a princess. It's totally fitting for her. She has like a bit of an upturned nose, long blonde hair, giant blue eyes. She reminds me of the Rapunzel and Tangled. Yeah. That kind of look. I would say she's a disco biscuit, but she kind of looks too cute to be a disco biscuit. You know, she has kind of like a very. um, She was like a Sandra Bullock, not a Megan Fox. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I see what you're putting down. Do we know what play it was? I think it's called Nine. Mm. Okay. When I read it, I was like, it's not anything that I remember, but maybe theater people would know because they mention it a lot in all these things I've read. So as Dan is being interviewed, his story now changes again to Dan actually helps Sam get away. Sam comes to Dan and says he has killed Julie and he needs Dan's help. So at first the investigators are like, well, did you see Julie? Like, they're like, were you in on this? Like, what kind of help did you help Sam do what? And he basically is like, no, I just helped him like flee. But then he does at one point say he did see Julie and he says that he saw that she's been shot twice in the head. Gretch, I know we are in the middle of an episode right now, but I had to tell you about these supplements I got. Tell me. You know I'm a sucker for supplements. Yeah, you really are. But these ones, Gretchy, I'm telling you, are the good ones. The company is called Care Of. I took a super convenient online quiz that asked me questions like, how much do I sleep? Which I sleep well, right? I don't. Usually. I know you don't, so you probably need to take the quiz. It asked me about any diets I'm following, which I could say. Yeah, right. (laughs) And how often I work out. It was really hassle-free. So the vitamins came in a week. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Okay, I like that. And I got creatine and electrolytes. Okay, so I know what you're going to say, Gretchen. Are you a bodybuilder? I knew it. It Actually, I was reading all about creatine, and it doesn't make you look like Hulk Hogan, okay? So I think it's going to be good for me to start taking that. And the electrolytes, I mean, I always am so dried out. It's all the alcohol. (laughs) Probably (laughs) So anyways, they gave us and our listeners 50% off Dude, that's huge for your first order. Um, all you have to do is go to www.takecareof.com. That's T-A-K-E-K-A-R-E-O-V, O-V, you know, very easy, takecareof.com. And type in the code CLINK50 to get Wow, can't wait off. to check it out. Yeah, CLINK50 for 50% off at takecareof.com. But then he does at one point say he did see Julie and he says that he saw that she's been shot twice in the head. This was a big red flag because, yes, Julie was shot twice in the head, but you couldn't tell by just looking at her. Yeah. Dan says Sam threatened him and Rachel, so he helped him get out and gave him some money and his ATM card. But something just wasn't adding up. So they bring Rachel in to talk to Dan together, and Dan just tells Rachel exactly what he just told the investigators, and she was just pretty quiet. She leaves the room, and they question her again. Like, how did you see the guy in the black hat, Rachel? Because the guy in the black hat doesn't exist. Dan just told us that. And Mm. she claims that she was just trying to help, and... She must have overheard Dan say it and, you know, I don't know. I could see how she could do that when all this is going down, but 
they're not buying it. Investigators, although they're still looking for Sam, have decided to charge Dan with accessory to murder. And you know what that means, Gretchen? What does that mean? The wedding is off. Well, yeah. I mean, Dan and Rachel were set to be married on May 28th, which is crazy enough, Gretchen, 10 years ago today. It is 10 years ago today. Yeah. Weird, right? Listen, there are worse things than your wedding being called off. I know. I called off a wedding. Like, do you you think maybe like being in jail for accessory to murder is worse? That's worse. worse. That's worse. Seems worse to me also. How about a global pandemic? A lot of weddings being called off due to the global pandemic. I feel like that's worse. That's worse. Yeah. 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 There is a lot of things that are worse. Mm -hmm. So... All this is happening real fast. And while guests were getting ready for the wedding, I mean, the friends and family are trying to cancel it. You know, they're trying to let everybody know. Give me my money back for that chocolate fountain refund. (laughs) Right? I mean, I know how it goes. Shoot. All right. Well, there was this one guy named Chris Williams who had just been at Dan and Rachel's house the day before Julie was found. He was getting ready for the wedding, and he found out that Dan was in jail and Julie was murdered. So he is immediately weirded out, and he calls the police. So this guy, Chris, tells the police that he loaned Dan and Rachel $2,000 And he's like, yeah, and to make sure that they were going to pay me back, I told him I was getting it from some shady bad guys, kind of to scare them into paying him his money back. And Chris shows up to Dan and Rachel's house on the 21st of May, and he says that Dan left with a guy that was actually Sam for three hours. He thought that it was going to be like 10 minutes, but three hours later, oh, and by the way, he's in the house with Rachel, okay, for three hours or in this apartment. Could you even imagine? I'd be like, where the F is this guy with my money? So he says three hours later, Dan shows up having panic attack with 400 bucks. And he said, Rachel seemed like real angry. Chris told Dateline that he left $20 at the end when he was leaving because he asked them, was this the last $400 that you guys have to your name? And they were like, yeah. So And they're about to get married. Everybody gets crazy. Oh, yeah. All of this seems just like crazy. Yeah. So you see Rachel and Dan were in big financial trouble. Yeah. They actually just moved into that apartment complex four months before and had already got an eviction notice for not paying their rent. They were like, please, everyone buy everything from Bed Bath & Beyond so we could take it all back for cash. Totally. Especially in 2010. (laughs) That's what everybody did. Yeah. So neither one of them actually had jobs. Oh, geez. Come on. Yeah. So I'm not really 100% sure where they were getting any money. You got to be working. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So one other thing Chris mentioned on this Dateline episode was that Rachel called Chris about 20 minutes after leaving and told him, hey, come back. You forgot your $20. You must have dropped it. And he was like, no, keep it. Like, you need it. And she was like, no, 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 come back. But he didn't. So police now, with this new guy coming forward, had some more questions for Rachel and Dan. I mean, he spent three hours with Rachel waiting for Dan to come back with the money. How did she forget to mention that to the police? Like, that was the same day that Julie was killed. You know, Dan's already in in jail. So they pull him back in an investigative investigator room and Dan starts to crack. Dan calls Rachel on her way down to the station and he says, Hey, 
I'm about to do something that will make it so you never see me again. Rachel just says, because these are recorded lines, so you can hear what she Uh, says. uh Uh-huh. She says, no, no, no. And she's like, oh, you know, I'll be right there. And then Dan confesses before Rachel gets there that he is actually the one that killed Julie. And he killed Sam, too. Sam was not on the run. Why? Well, I'm going to get to that, but like right now, actually, I'm going to play you a little insert of Dan's confession. Okay. Okay. You said you wanted to talk to me. What's going on? I'm crazy and I did it. You did what? I killed Julie and I killed Sam. Okay. Uh, Tell me how you, uh, you killed Sam. Two shots using my father's gun that I had. And your motive behind uh, uh, killing Sam was? Money and insanity. Money and insanity. Okay. (laughs) Well, that was creepy as fuck. Yeah, that little laugh or whatever it is, is really fucking weird. Yeah. Creeped me out a lot. So he actually then calls Rachel again after he tells the investigators that he did it. And he tells her. He's like, I killed them. And she doesn't seem very shocked. Like, how would you be if your fiance called you and was like, actually, I'm the one that killed them? I would be like shaking. I would be like, what? Like, what do you, what do you mean? Mm -hmm. Freaked, shook to the core. Yeah. I think I would be like, what the flying F are you talking about? Like, she's just quiet and she's like, okay, okay. I know you did this for me. Mm -hmm. I, I'm on my way. Like really odd. Okay. It was, and I don't know if she's just like an odd person in general, but it wasn't like anything that I would think would come out of somebody's mouth that just found out their fiance murdered two of their friends. So once she arrives at the police station, they have a different tune with her as well. I mean, now they know that she lied to them, withheld information from them. They know that she didn't tell them about Chris. You know, they're like, yeah. Maybe you have something to do with this, too. Real good time to get a lawyer and not say anything else. Yeah, and she doesn't do that. Well, can we? Yeah. She doesn't do that. They actually give her this voice analysis test. It's like a lie detector test, I guess. But it's called a voice analysis test. And um, it came up deceptive. But I don't know how much I buy that voice analysis I don't know. Never heard of it. You know, she's really a quiet speaker, which then again, I'm like, how are you a theater actor? They're not quiet. You have to talk real loud. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the fact that they're actors too, it just makes you think like you can just play whatever part you want. Right. So Dan goes on to admit that he killed Sam after asking him to help move some theater equipment from the attic of a theater. So the day that Chris was over for those three hours when Sam came downstairs and Dan and Sam left, Dan was killing Sam. He took them. Sam actually drove them to the theater and Sam was bending down to move whatever Dan had asked him. And Dan shot him twice in the head. He left Sam in the attic, stole his money, and headed back to his apartment to pay Chris. And then he went to go perform in a show that he was starring in, by the way, that night. And when police interviewed all of those people, they were like, dude, we had no idea. Like, he was just normal as could be, sang his heart out on stage. So while at the show... He was using Sam's phone to lure Julie over to Sam's house. 
Oh, that's why the texts were so aggressive. Yeah, and weird. And weird. Yeah. That's why Julie was like, what? You're fucking weird. We're not going to have sex. Listen, I think weddings make people crazy. Well, obviously, this one. Bridezilla. That's where it comes (laughs) from. It's like a groomzilla. Groomzilla. Yeah. Yeah. So Julie comes over and is greeted by Dan, not Sam. Dan says, oh, you know, Sam will be right back. Let's her into Sam's room and then says, hey, look, what is this on the bed? And while she's looking down, he shoots her twice in the head. Oh, mofo. This is around 12 o'clock in the morning on the 22nd of May. And after that, he just goes back to bed at home. Now, mind you, earlier I told you that Rachel had actually Facebook messaged Julie at 11.30 or like 11.35. And supposedly Rachel was asleep when Dan was doing all this. I'm not so sure. Uh Uh-uh, I'm not buying it, Rach. Uh Uh-uh. So Dan had also messaged Julie multiple times that night with Sam's phone, which happened to be a flip phone, okay? So think about this. Like, remember those old flip phones that you had? And then you would have Mm -hmm. to type like, like three times. Yeah, 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 yeah. To do a text message. Yeah. And Rachel seems to never have seen any of that going on with like 15 messages going. Oh, yeah. It's You're possible. Right. Yeah. But I think unless Rachel's like a total idiot, I think I would have like noticed. Yeah. So now we have Sam in the attic and Julie on Sam's bed. Dan wakes up in the morning and goes and borrows some tools from Rachel's brother to dismember Sam's body. Ugh. To which he does very gruesomely. Ugh. Yeah. He decapitates him, cuts off his arms, and disposes them in a nearby park. He then goes back to Sam's apartment and cuts Julie's pants to make it look like she was raped and then writes those words on her sweatshirt. Dan then calls his brother, Tim, to give him a backpack with a gun and some bloody clothes in it and tells him, hey, buddy, brother, can you get rid of this? He's He's like, yay, future brother-in-law. Sweet. No, this is his brother, his actual brother. Oh, okay. But the brother-in-law he did, or the future brother-in-law, he did borrow the like axe and whatever to dismember. Yeah. Okay. So he supposedly did all of this without his fiance knowing any of it. Yeah, right. Tim, Dan's actual brother, tells a friend about the gun and guess what that friend takes the gun to the police the next day so good on you friend i think it's pretty likely that even without a confession that dan would have been found out like i don't think this murder was not planned out very cleanly yeah So like you said, why did Dan do this? He himself has said that it was money and he's crazy. So yeah, I think he's fucking loon. Yeah, not even very much money. Okay, so um, Sam actually was in the military, like I said, and he had saved all of his military money. So he had announced to people that he had about like fifty to $65,000 in his savings account. Oh. So I think Dan, and I don't know how, like, I mean, Dan has to be a, not very smart. Um, he thinks he's just going to draw $400 a day over so many days to get the money. I mean, somebody's going to notice that real quick. Yeah. 
ATMs and, have cameras too, by the way. Yeah, that's why he had his 17-year-old friend do it. But, I mean, come on. Yeah. Like, it's not, it wasn't going to last long. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he only got 400 bucks out of it. I think maybe Oh God. The, the little kid probably has some of it still. I don't know. He needed to get a wire transfer all at the same time. Yeah, there's a lot of things that he needed to okay, do. Okay, I know you don't like it when I give people make, advice how to commit crimes. Make a perfect but I'm murder, just saying, but... if I was going, not that I would do anything like that or I recommend it because I don't, but I'm just saying $400 a Well, day? and I also think, like, okay, the police are like, yeah, this guy is um, Sam. When they think Sam's on the run, he's in the run at Long Beach. I'm like, I would make my way down to Mexico. Yeah. Like, you're not going to be hiding out in Long Beach. No. <laughs> Nobody's hiding you That's there. It's like 20 minutes from Costa Mesa. Yeah. It's like, no, 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 like no, no. 10 with COVID traffic. Totally. Right over the hill. So who is Dan, actually? You know, like, what makes somebody do this crazy shit? Well... Dan seems to have some pretty good parents. He grew up real Catholic. But they did not like the path that Dan was leading, for instance. They did not like that Dan wanted to date girls that were not Catholic. Um, And this is all according to, let me just like make something real clear here. This is according to a blog that I found called Dan Wozniak is my friend. Okay. Okay. So I will tell you that this is pretty much out of like Dan's mouth because that's what Dan's telling this person. After he doesn't go to college, doesn't date Catholic women, doesn't like Rachel, his parents, he says disowned him. As a child, He was pretty nerdy and insecure. He sought attention and approval. And I think that's how he got himself into theater acting because he got that kind of outlet and approval. You do see sometimes actors and theater actors and people that were in theater. They're they're real dark. Some of them are real dark. Some of them are real flamboyant, like need a lot of attention, always seeking Mm -hmm. something. Not everybody, but just like comedians, you know, there's a lot of comedians that are dark also. Yeah. So according to this blog as well, Rachel also came from a very religious home, but her parents loved Dan. Dan's parents were against the wedding and Rachel's parents, from what I can assume, since Rachel and Dan didn't even have jobs, were paying for their beach wedding and wedding rehearsal. Oh, yeah. Now, let me bring up this blog for a second. This person that writes it is a woman who remains unnamed. Okay? Okay. She had met Dan in a theater production at some point, but they were not friends. And when she reached out to Dan in jail, she was like, hey, Dan, this is so-and-so. Do you remember me? And he writes back like, no, I don't remember you. Maybe you send me a picture. And so she sends him a picture, and then he sends her a note back saying, oh, yeah, I remember you. I remember you're really nice. And she, like, kind of writes on her blog, like, I wish you would have said that I was hot. Okay? Okay. So she reaches out to him in jail, and she actually forms a relationship with him. She is, by the way, now married with two kids, from what she says on her blog. So I don't know what kind of relationship she has with Dan, She says she's writing a book, um, and I think it's going to be titled the same as her blog. Um, Dan Wozniak is my friend. It has not come out yet, and she started this blog in 2015, I think. Um, She has countless letters from Dan. She's visited him in jail. 
She attended his trial and Rachel's trial. She knows a lot. Okay, no offense, Mm because she might listen to this, but you sound crazy. I think she's a little extra. Yeah, extra. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we're all into true crime, but befriending someone who brutally murdered two innocent- Yeah, from a distance. (laughs) Yeah. Two (laughs) young adults with their whole life ahead of them is no one that I want to be friends with. No, 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 no. She states that not all parts of criminals are bad, and I do believe that, but I, like- as I'm like sitting here trying to form little humans of my own, I want to set a path for myself and for them to not hang out with people that are bad, but hang out with people that are influential and bring good to their lives. So no, I will never. Well, if I was compelled to write to a killer, which I can't imagine being that compelled, but if I was say, if they said, I remember you, you were nice. I think that is where it shows that she's effed up, that she says, I wish he would have said I was hot. Like that is, that, that's it. That's that, that puts you in, that moves you over to the crazy box. I know. Yeah. I know. So I will say that I did get some of this information for this podcast on her blog. So I do appreciate that. Um, but back to the story. Sure. Okay. So we're 100% sure that Daniel is a vicious murderer. Mm-hmm. But are we 100% sure that Rachel was involved? The police think yes. And after many years, like eight, um, she was found guilty of accessory to murder after the fact for lying to the police. They never, ever found any evidence that led them to the fact that she helped the murder or knew about it prior to. Some things Mystery Blogger pointed out that was um, that was suspicious for Rachel is that Sam's computer was actually found in the open in Rachel and Dan's home on a bookshelf. I find that odd. Yeah. I would notice if somebody else's computer was in my apartment. Uh, Dan's shoes were also by the bed and had blood all over them. I mean, I don't know how much attention to detail little Rachel is into, but I think that's a big red flag. That's a big one. Mm -hmm. So although police didn't have enough evidence, they have stated that they do believe Rachel probably was in on the whole thing or at least in part with Julie. I don't know. I I hope she wasn't. And I watched all of her interviews and I mean, it's hard. It's also hard to like look at some little princess basically and think that she could be a cold-blooded killer, you know? I just hope she was like a 20-something-year-old naive girl that was clueless to Dan's psychotic outbreak. Well, that's possible, too. I mean, when we were 20, how many girls did we know that were hooked up with assholes? Lots. Lots. And some of the guys we dated in our 20s were <laughs> yeah. dangerous assholes that we're like, thank God we dodged that bullet. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we were never engaged to some psycho, but no. Um, but yeah, so now for the two people and their families that are the true victims in this story. I mean, it's real heartbreaking. Julie was a dancer. She was smart, fun, helpful, full of life. She really, she was 23. She had her whole life ahead of her and she was going to make something out of it. She was really just used in this scheme and truly like a sacrificial lamb. Her mother spoke at both of the trials of Dan and Rachel and will forever hold a void in their heart. Sam and his parents were super close. Like I said before, he was their only son and only child. He was everything to them. And Steve, Sam's father, and Sam were best friends. 
Steve notes a couple times in some interviews that Sam had a big um, tattoo on his chest that had uh, mom and dad uh, tattooed on him. Steve's been a big advocate for Sam, and he appeared on lots of shows, even Dr. Phil. Oh. So this Dr. Phil episode was really interesting because Dr. Phil got Steve and Rachel on the same show. Ooh. Which is pretty awesome, in my opinion, because Dr. Phil let Steve ask Rachel questions to her. Awesome. And he's pretty, he's just like, you know, he believes that she has involvement. And Rachel, again, has really nothing to say. She's sitting up there with her brother, Noah. And when Noah tries to answer for Rachel, Steve is like, stop always being your sister's voice. Let her speak for herself. And she doesn't really have anything to say. Um, You know, he thinks that Rachel was part of the murder, but she doesn't do a good job at defending herself. Like, she's not very strong at being like, I'm super sorry this happened. I wish I never met this freak. You know, she just kind of is like, I don't know why I did that. I don't, I don't know. No, you know, I'm innocent. I'm innocent like that. And at the end of the day, she was sentenced to 32 months in jail in September of 2018. And she served 13 months total. So she's out. I can't find her, though. I mean, maybe she changed her name or something. Well, I would imagine she would. Yeah, she's not on. I can't find her on on Instagram. You know what? I did find her brother, Noah. He's very religious still. And um, I should have looked for like a fake name or something that I would think she would call herself. But it's, you know, she does not go by Rachel Buffett if she is on social media. Yeah. But it means that she hasn't really been out that long either. She was sentenced in September 2018. So she probably got out like maybe November of 2019. So maybe she's just been out for like six months. Um, At the sentencing for Rachel, she did say that she wished she had never met Daniel. And I bet she does. And I think the rest of the free world wishes that she never met Daniel either. So Dan was sentenced a couple years before Rachel, but I think it took like five years to even get him a trial, which is really a long time. That is a long time. Yeah. It's usually like two years. Yeah. It's really, it was, I think his attorney kind of, I don't know, whatever, whatever. He finally got sentenced and he was found guilty, obviously, and he was sentenced to death, but it is California, so we know that he will never be put to death. Right. And it'll just cost the state, like, a shit ton of money. Yeah. Put it on our tab. We got a big one. Seriously. Thanks, I mean, Newsom. Thank yeah. you. So I would have just liked him to get life without parole. Yeah. I'm good with that. But no, now he's sitting right next to Scott Peterson on death row. No. Well, yeah, they're both at San Quentin on death row. Oh my gosh! I, is when is Scott's? He's still appealing, dude. It's like a never-ending story with those appeals in California. Yeah, yeah. That's that is one that I I think I'm gonna do eventually. The Scott Peterson. You should. Yeah. So that is the crazy ass story of these two. I mean, I don't know, two or one. I mean, she was found guilty. She is. She will have a felony on her record for her life too by the way. Yeah. And that's a big deal. Yeah. So that is the story of Steve, her, and she went by Julie, but her name was jury. Like she was Asian. So it was a little bit of a different name, but really beautiful people. He, Sam was like a real 
hottie, the toddy. And Julie was a real cute girl as well. She was like the disco biscuit, Julie. Yeah. Well, that is crazy. Right out of your hood. Oh, and they did, I didn't mention this, but they did find Sam in pieces, but they were able to find him. He told them where, where he put them. And so it was real unfortunate. Like his family was really upset that he was dismembered, but they did get like a proper burial for him. Oh, so horrible. Yeah. So rest in peace, those two. Rest in peace. And can we learn a lesson? Don't be telling people about how much money you I have. know. Oh, my God. I thought that, too. You know what? And also, I mean, I remember your old boyfriend that you were with when we were in the 20s. Uh-huh. Like, people <laughs> used to – he always talked about having money, and people would put drinks on his bar tab. Do you not remember? The one that starts with a C? Uh-huh. That's the one at, like, the Victoria Pub, specifically. <laughs> I do remember. <laughs> oh, my God. I always get with these guys that everybody wants to put their stuff on their tabs. Yeah, like, stop telling people you have the money. Your friends are users. <laughs> oh, my God. He didn't even have the money. He just had a job, no, and didn't. all of his we other all friends just didn't. really poor. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, extra poor. I mean, he was like, um, had a we car were, washing business or something. Yeah. And we were like, why would you let them put drinks on your tab when you could be buying drinks for us? Seriously. Yeah. My goodness gracious. Okay. So we have a couple shout outs to Blue's So Awesome. She says that it reminds her of when she lived in Newberry Park, which is not very far from me. It's not. And that's where my husband friends. is from, Newberry Park. Maybe she knows him. Maybe he went to Newberry Park High. My God, Blue's so awesome. Let us know. Swedish Steph, she says, my favorite. Well, thanks so much, Swedish Steph. Emma Doyle, I love the friendship you two have and the way you tell the stories. Thanks so much. Thank you. We got kind of a bad one. Okay, lay it on me. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you the name because I don't want to give that person a shout out. But okay. They did say that we were uneducated, actually only one of us. So I'm not sure which one. Well, clearly you just, I am educated. You, I just told you I dropped out of interior design school. <laughs> oh, it must be you <laughs> then. Multiple <laughs> colleges. But you're so ignorant then. Oh, okay. Uneducated and ignorant. I don't think they listen to the right podcast. Okay, Listen. First of all, actually, we both do have college degrees for two, but this is the housewives of true crime, (laughs) not the mind of Mensa of true crime. And I don't even know if you say that because I am a housewife and my brain has gone to shit, but you know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about that smart people group. So maybe you need to take yourself down to NPR and listen to some of that shit and eat a dick. Okay. And uh, Next. Kay Cooper, we love you. Carrie Newell, we also love you. Oh, love you so much. And Carolina McKenna, we love you. Is there anybody else we haven't mentioned? I don't think so. So thanks so much for the good ones. And like Gretchen says, um, she'll tell you to eat a dick if you uh, write I a will. bad one. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't really want that. No, you don't. Trust me. <laughs> But if you guys haven't rated us and you do like us, we do like reviews. We would like to get to a thousand reviews. I know that's like, you know, we could do it. And Apple likes people with lots of reviews for whatever reason. So you guys know, like I always ask for them and maybe I'm just, I don't know. What do you call it when people ask for shit? It's really annoying. I don't know. I'm uneducated. (laughs) Well, I don't anyway, have an extensive vocabulary. It might be just, you know, I can't remember the word either because now my mind's gone to shit. But this margarita tastes real good. Okay. But thank you guys, everybody. And like always, we have Patreon, and you guys have been doing real good signing up for that. We really appreciate it. And Gretchen did a really good bonus crime this last week. 
on Siegfried and Roy, guys, the Tiger Kings before Tiger King. That's right. So if you guys want to check that out. Okay, that's it. Clink, clink. Clink, clink.